1: And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: The TalkSport
3: Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier
2: lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via Apple participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, McDonald's.com.
0: Everybody to another edition of Forever Bristol City podcast. The final score at Ashton Gate on Wednesday night. It finished City nil, Ipswich Town one. Um, a spirit of performance would be uh, my uh, outtake from the game. But I'm joined today by uh, regulars Mark and Ian, and I'm delighted as well to have on board uh, Dave Febbs. Morning, everybody. Uh, how are we feeling today? You first, Dave. Quick thirty seconds on how you saw it last night.
1: Um, yeah, morning, more Dave. Morning, more the other 2 too. Um I, I think spirit is probably a pretty good description, Dave. I think we, we gave it our all. We left everything on the pitch. And and I, I don't think over the 90, there was a lot between the teams. And I think we could have easily, you know, come away with, with a point. Um, I think Ipswich are a good side. Um, they play some really nice stuff. But I think we gave them a, a, a lot of problems last night. And uh, I think, you know. I think if we'd come away one Or I don't think it would have been massively unfair. I think they had a better first half, but we certainly had a better second half and we ended very, very strongly.
0: OK. Ian, your take on the game? I guess it's going to be broadly similar, yeah?
2: Yeah,
3: I thought we played about five times as well as we did against Coventry and came out came out with a defeat. And the reason for it, and the stats bear it out, is, is just a lack of quality in the final third. Too many rush passes, too many... Uh, under-hit, our passes either seem to be under-hit or over-hit. We just didn't seem to get it right. And we haven't got that creative player in midfield who's going to play the Brian Tinian type passes and play the clever little through balls. We just don't have that player in the squad. Um, and our other problem is, is, although we crossed almost three times as many balls as Ipswich last night, there was a lack of quality on most of them. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't think we could have done any more with the players available to us, and that brings us nicely back to the injury crisis that well, no doubt we'll talk about later well, we'll on. We'll Talk
0: about that most definitely. Uh, Mark, your uh, take on the game, and then I'll stick with you as well about that Ipswich Town lineup. So your take on the game and that Ipswich Town lineup—they're up there with 12 games gone, so it's a credible period of the season to judge them. And you know, only uh, one defeat. But uh, your thoughts on the game and their team selection.
4: It- I thought I I, I uh, would agree with both uh, Dave and Ian. Um, it, City played far better than I expected after the Coventry game. We left everything on the pitch. The difference we were playing in, in, in a, an Ipswich Town side that was settled. Hardly any changes since the end of last season. Very comfortable uh, on the ball passed the ball well and supported the man on the ball and defended defended excellently they're just very fine margins they you know they they've got players who can shoot from distance sometimes we we want to walk the ball in uh, and it sometimes it's, it's decision making in the final third of the pitch um, as much as as much as the finishing you know when when you when you've got a chance to shoot at goal and you, and the hesitancy kills the move stone dead but that was one of the that was probably one of the best performances from city this season and they lost uh but uh, there's nothing to the it's just the injury the injury problems are just so frustrating because you can't Expect to beat teams like that if you if you you know one of your best attacking players has to play right back, and you're making changes all over the pitch every week. Yeah. So it's becoming impossible. Uh, and with yet another injury, where we're really at our breaking point at the moment, it is, and it's it uh, it's it's frustrating. But there you go. But we um, did everything we could.
0: Yeah, Dave. Looking at our team selection, it does pick itself. I have to say, I think Sykes at right back. I think I thought going into the last international break, he had a couple of really poor games, in my opinion, for what that's worth. But I thought Sykes at right back, he's, he's looking good there. He offers more of an attacking threat than, uh, than, than, than George Tanner. And we know if fit, Ross McCrory would probably be first choice there. But talk about Sykes and the lineup. You agree with me, it picks itself just because of the paucity of the depth in the squad.
1: There's not a lot of other options out there are there. Um, you know, and that's that's part of the, the, the problem at the moment. But yeah, I thought I thought Sykes had, I thought he we played well against Coventry, I think or should I say I think most of the team played well after the the opening twenty five minutes, half an hour. I think we were all over the shop on Saturday, um, first half hours but and we shouldn't ignore that. But I think if you take take the last hour and the ninety minutes last night, then yeah, Sykes has Sykes has played well. I think he he offered us quite a bit there to be honest
0: would you have changed any of the front three at all or not not really he said i think he said pre-match. i'm sticking with it at least 48 hours before the game
1: um i think there's you could always say yeah i could you could you could change players up i probably would prefer if Vyman played in a more central role but i don't think those options are available to us at the moment with with who else we've got i like to see maybe something different than Sam Bell at times as, as well although you know he's he's, he's, he's done okay um, but I thought there, there are too many games that Bell has where he's just not involved enough and and I think we yeah. need to just think about that who you bring in you know M- 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 meetti is the the obvious answer there but doesn't seem to be getting many many minutes at, at the moment yeah. so it, it, it's difficult I think you know I don't think you'd sit here and say, well, yeah, if I'd have picked player X over player Y, then we'd have won the game last night. I think no. you know, our, our squad is generally, bar some, you know, a few exceptions it, it, for quite of a, a level ability. And that was the intention, I guess, going into the season was that we'd have a, a slightly deeper, more even squad rather than have, you know, I guess the, the the two difference makers that we've lost over the last uh A ten couple of superstar being, so, so, like S- Semenyo and Scott, yeah. and, and, you, you kind of... and
0: Scott, yeah, Ian, you said before the game, let's quickly talk about injuries now, but you know, it's yeah, you know, it's, it's now gone up to 10 with Andy King being uh, uh being taken off uh last night, um, and Dave's just said about Bell being. Not as effective as he might be. What's Mametti got to do to get in the team? Should they start boa But just look at the shape of the side and your comments on the injury crisis while we're at this point.
3: Like the shape of us up front, I think the four-two-three-one or the I don't know what is it a four-two-one-three um, isn't working uh, because we've got two guys out wide. Tommy Conway gets isolated. And I described it the other day as having Tommy up front without the service is a little bit like having a Rolls-Royce engine in a lawnmower. Um, I don't think it it isn't working. It doesn't look right. And Tommy's cutting a fairly frustrated figure. Would I bring in your boa? No, I wouldn't. Because um, I I think, to be honest, he might be worth a try in his actual position, which, once again, is centre forward. Mm. He's not a right winger or a left winger. And you can see what Pearson thinks of Mamey last night, because when Roberts was injured and he took Roberts off, um, so that could that's potentially eleven if he doesn't recover for Saturday. Um, he didn't bring Mamey on even though we were chasing a game. He brought a young um, left-sided defender on. So I, I, I really don't know. Uh, I think mean, Mamey was going to be the maverick, the difference maker that he said he wanted. Uh, I, I, the last few times I've seen him, he seems to have completely lost confidence and be a worse player than when he arrived.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he's got sort to of fall um, very quickly into the category of Sammy Smodics, Moisa and Adelukun, isn't it? I mean, it's spending that 750 grand to a million quid and hope it works. And in those two cases, well, Smodics is tearing up trees for uh, Blackburn at the moment, but we can't afford to be we seem as though instead of spending two million and that's the budget we're two two million on one player and that's evidence with somebody like uh, Jason Knight we still spending a million quid here and there and I was saying that last night I thought Cornick I thought he made a difference as he did when he came on against Coventry, closing them down but you know it's Mehmeti has to be classified as a failure now Ian doesn't he just because oh, the manager I don't
3: think you could I don't think you can classify the kid as a failure it, it no, may be fair, that that we can't get the we can't get the best out of him there's obviously a player in there um but it may be that we can't get the best out of him um i i don't know i'm not close enough to it i don't see the kid train uh but he's on the bench every week probably out of necessity i I would say um roberts is another one who who hasn't looked great when he's come on and there was a lot of talk last night about oh he's taking him off um and and you know it, it it's it, it's a terrible thing. But when they asked Pearson, he said, "Well, he was injured. He was limping, so I took yeah. him off." But once again, Mametti didn't come on. So you you've I look at doing something different, like uh, having a front two. Mm-hmm. And the only way you do that is is leave out. Um, I, I personally, at the moment, I'd leave out Andy Vyman and uh, use Knight slightly wider. Uh, I think you probably got to stick with Sam Bell on the left. I don't know who else we've got, um, and, uh, okay. and and play if 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 he's fit, play uh, Naki Wells because well, Pearson not, he's said he's gonna the be, closest. He's not going
0: to be fit this weekend. So well, we'll, hang on, Dave. Hang on. Oh, sorry. wait a
3: minute. Naki Pearson said when he's been interviewed, Naki's the closest one to being back for the Cardiff game.
0: Right? Okay. That oh, means I he's, he's going to play. I didn't hear that point. So if he's back. Then, then he, well, he obviously, no, I'm don't not know, saying he is, I'm saying he's the saying closest, but
3: no, let me finish and I'll shut up. Then, he's if he's fit, he plays up front with Tommy or Harry Cornick if he wants to start Cornick and bring Tommy on from the bench. But I think we need that all of our forwards, our center forwards, if you will, are better in a two than a one. Okay. I think so. Right. Give him a chance in a two. We, you can't do any worse than lose, can you?
1: No, true. Dave, what was your point? And then I'll come to you next month. I, I, I think it's just only a very quick point on, on Mameti in that I, I think when he signed, Sam Bell hadn't emerged, had he? Um, Sam Bell he had, was probably just making his... Well, it was that Swansie game early, Sam Bell, wasn't yeah, it, Yeah, very early games left side. Of the field. I think in some ways that's that shaped the way it is. I think there was a, a thought that Mameti might might play central as well. Um, and But the kind of emergence of the Four two one three or four one two three, depending on who we're playing in midfield. Towards the end of last season, as kind of as kind of and an Bell's form, which has generally been okay, even if I don't think he contributes enough during during games. You can see why he's ahead of Mamey at, at the moment, but I think and is probably one of those players who needs some games, and that's that's yeah. the difficulty at the moment. All right, let's get into, into the games.
0: action, Mark, coming uh, to you. I mean, we had a bright. We had a bright start, didn't we? Because Sam cut in with a shot. Tommy Conway had a header that you know he could he headed it straight at the goalkeeper. But it was a bright start by City before Ipswich got into their stride, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, before that, I remember um, Cam Pring cutting on the left. We didn't see this on the highlights. So had a full sighted goal and decided to cross it. Uh, with the goalkeeper in front of him. Mark Sykes did brilliantly. I think that's the most I've seen our full backs attack in a game this season. It was great. We were prepared to go full throttle at times. Sometimes that leaves you open at the back. But Sykes, you know, cut back and put in a great cross to Conway, who probably was right on top of the ball, couldn't generate any power. But that was a fantastic chance if he heads it. Either side of the goalkeeper, he's forced into a save, but it was a a comfortable save from Vladsky. and that was uh, quite comfortable. Sam Bell's cut cut in from the left onto his right foot, but it's a grass cutter. You know, he, he's made space, but there's no there's no power behind that shot, and it's straight down the goalkeeper's throat. But yeah, we started we started brightly, uh, good open game. Uh, so things look promising.
0: Yeah, but we let them get back into it, didn't we, Mark? And, you know, before we're talking each of you about the goal, uh, but just before that, um, Chaplin put in a shot that was adequately saved by Max, but then from Luongo, uh, that was a showboat save, wasn't it, when he touched it? Uh, round the post, yeah, it was good.
4: It was going in the net. Well, he, but... yeah, I, I I wouldn't say it was a showboat save, what he did. Was he got very strong hands to it and pushed that out of the way. Uh, I mean, if a, a showboat save would be probably doing what Basso used to do, fling himself to the right, save the ball, go down, and then smile at the cameras. And um, it was nothing like that at all. It was just good, strong hands to push it as far away from the goal as possible because you don't want a player following in and, and hitting it into an empty net. So that. That was good. But um, do you want to come on to the goal and I can give you my take I'll on that? Go on to
0: the goal, give your take on the goal, then I'll come to each of you in turn on that. But over to you first, Mark.
4: Go on. Yeah, we got about three players on the side. Uh, Luan goes, uh, flick the ball to Hurst. Hurst, I think um, he's got Sykes behind him and plays what you might term textbook as a wall pass. He plays the ball back to uh, to Nathan Broadhead, who's got so much space. Jason Knight is tracking back so slowly, but there's this huge space between Jason Knight and if you see if you watch it on uh, on the highlights, you'll see Taylor Garner Hickman in the other place. But Knight gives him no cover. There's this huge hole for Broadhead to run into. He hits a crisp shot. I, I thought it went that um, O'Leary from memory just rocked back on his heels, but he's hit it through through him. It's a very good shot, something we don't see our players do enough. Hit right through the ball, it's got pace and just beats him. Beats him okay. at the near post, a bit near the middle of the goal, but it's an excellent finish. Poor yeah. defending, okay, though. Okay. Very poor I mean, defending. Mark,
0: Mark, Mark's calling it an excellent finish, but Max was getting absolute pelters on social media last night and why I mentioned that save beforehand because at this level you know you're going to have a championship goalkeeper that's going to do some good saves but is prone to do one like that I mean how did you see the goal and do you pin it on Phillips, uh, you know, because that was a difference between the two sides at the end.
1: Oh, Leary! I, I wrote Phillips <laughs> in my notes. Oh God!
0: You know, I wrote Phillips down. That's the sort of thing that Flapper Phillips would do. Oh, I saw you, I thought you were looking at. You're not looking at your
4: electric razor, are you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'd, I'd actually written Phillips. What, why have I got Steve Phillips? why, why is he, why is he it's like two,
4: we're at 2005 I mean, all again all days don't come alone
1: I don't think anyone's hey. going to sit here and say y- you, you, you expect the keeper to save them um, I, I think as an explanation and, and not an excuse if, if anyone's watched much of Nathan Broadhead they'll see that the way he strikes the ball, um, it reminds me a bit of Batastuta. He's got one. He's one of those people who can generate a lot of power for a very quick or short back lift. And I think that's what does O'Leary because he actually doesn't get set. And it, and we're talking, you know, fractions of seconds here, aren't we? In terms of another player, you see the foot go back, you position yourself, and it just he just hit it too. He almost kind of hit it a bit like a topspin. It dipped it a little bit in front of O'Leary. Yeah, he should have saved it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and suddenly reevaluate what I think of Max O'Leary as a goalkeeper on, on on one event over over a season because I think generally he's 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 performed more than adequately for us. Um, um yeah. yeah, it should save it, but he didn't and, and that's the goal that cost us the you know I'm not no, I'm not gonna say it cost us the match. It didn't it it, it was the deciding moment in, in in the game.
0: Yeah, a a game of fine margins. Ian, um you know, Mark alluded to the amount of space that he had, and you could argue two of our better players involved there. I mean, again... I
3: can't, can't really add, add anything to what Mark said. I thought he was spot on, and I thought Max should have saved it. Simple as that.
0: Yeah. And the build-up, I mean, hearst that was a player that was sort of I say linked to us. He's that big striker mole. Who, who did they sign him from? Leicester. Yeah, Stank it was at Leicester.
4: I think he Paul I think he's David Hurst's son, isn't he? Uh the ex Sheffield right. Wednesday player. But he's a very he's a strong centre forward who leads the line very well. He gave Rob Dickey and Cameron Pring. Uh, real you know and sorry Andy King and and, and Rob Dickey real problems last night and, and Pring had to contain him when he came inside uh Pring's pace but yeah that he he with a four two three one that's the sort of player you want there who can hold on to the ball with his back to goal and then you bring those three players in. That was yeah. why they were so effective. He's a great leader of the line it
0: is we've out and got a player like Hurst with Tommy Conway alongside and either yeah. or Bell, yeah. well, then that starts to look decent, doesn't it? Because it's when, something different.
3: If you... Sorry, you're talking to me, yeah? Yeah, still to yeah. you,
0: Ian, yeah. Um,
3: if you... Um, yeah, Hurst is what we haven't got. Uh, because he's, he's not just a head on the stick, he's a footballer as well. And the the at the start of the season, not just me, lots and lots of people on social media and uh, some of the comments we've had on there were saying... The three players we were short of, and then we thought we'd bring in once we sold Alex Scott, was uh, a centre forward, the one that was different from what we've got, um, a creative midfield player, and another centre back. Those were the three most popular choices of player, I would say. And we haven't got uh, we haven't got any of those. Well, we've got them, and but you didn't, there break,
0: you didn't have to break the bank. You could have done. And this is a point, David. I've talked offline about this. If they'd have gone out and spent. Six million. Ignore wages because the wages these days we got all the high earners off. If we'd have bought three, two million pound players for each of those positions, everybody would have been happy, wouldn't they? Well, the fan base they, would have. They would, but least, we didn't. We did. We okay. may no, we didn't. Need,
3: we may not need to buy them. We could. We could loan some of them, and that's something else. That all right. I know Taylor Garden Rickman's alone, but it the deal's done and we're going to buy him at the end of the season. It looks like so. The the problem is if you have you can go with the two smaller guys up front, right? But you we could have Lionel Messi up front. It wouldn't make a blind, It wouldn't make much difference because we don't give him the ball. And if you, if you look at our our services, I'll, I'll give you an example. This, If you this is from last night. Now, unusually, for us, we pass the ball forward. Um, I'll just find it a sec. We pass the ball forward more than uh more than they did which is unusual for us we don't but when it comes down to a really um, we cross the ball more than they did but when it comes down to a really meaningful stat for me is touches in the opposition box and they had twice as many as us
0: all right and, okay and Dave, let me come so that's on. the issue if so you you're a numbers person give service you to people you, you Yeah, you gave a very good critique of our last review and what have you, that, you know, we might make comments about certain players and individuals. But Ian's just given us some numbers there. They're facts, right? You know, more crosses than them, more forward passes than them, but fewer touches in the box. That doesn't correlate in my thinking but then what's
1: your take on that i think you need to dissect it further and, and look at what what touches there were in the box if there was a criticism for me last night was although we defended well we didn't clear our lines and i think that there must have been first half what i'd call kind of like four or five scrambles in the box you know i, I don't know how, how many touches in the box were at arian did ipswich have and how many did uh, city have we had we had
3: 16 and they had 31
1: yeah, I, I I bet you could probably put a dozen of those touches down into three or four scrambles. So you're getting multiple touches rather than multiple attacks per se. So I think there's was, also, was yeah, that can, because they got numbers. was that because they got more bodies in the box, uh, uh, Dave. They they seem I, to have I'm, you know I, 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 some of that. I I, I think Mark, but I think I, the number of clearances we hit straight to people. I think there was you know, um, I think it was Andy King kind of. Completely missed yeah. it, a half volley clear. He, he over the ball, didn't he, in the first and, half? Yeah. 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 So, so, so I think there's there's, there's all, always things like that. You know, you could, you know, just looking at Y Scout just then, we, we actually won the XG last night. We actually had, according to Y Scout, 1.02 and they had 0.96. You know, but I'm not, you know, splitting errors on that. And I don't like using XG as a, that dictates what the result should be. Because once again, just going back to kind of goal mouse scrambles, you could have three 0.5 chances all happen within like five seconds of each other Well, you can't score more than one, yeah. one goal can you so so we have to kind of temp, okay. temper that a little bit I, I think I think they're a really good side and I think that's what we should be focusing on no that's they, it, I, got, mean, it was a good game. I
0: mean it was one of the Ipswich it was fans a good game of football. on here It's an enjoyable game uh two good footballing teams and that's what Leeds said about us when we were up there the other day and he said we had to dig deep in those last 10 to 15 minutes and grind it out they were on their arse I know Bell and Conway aren't getting the service, but I feel they need to do better. Bell they, making runs alongside defenders and struggle, Conway struggling to hold it up, needs improving. And Ross Edwards has said, we've been mediocre for decades. When was the last time we had a top, top manager? I don't think we have. Ian's right. You can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Mark, let me just come to you on the final two incidents I've got noted uh, on the first half. Uh, I thought Taylor Gardner-Hickman... Tidy performance from him in midfield, and he put in a shot. He looked like he'd over overdone it right at the end of the first half and the uh, keeper tipped it over. But your, your thoughts on Taylor? I
4: thought Taylor's a, a great passer of the ball, and, and that's why he's in, in, in central midfield. He's very good at picking, play, picking players out. I hope you know he we find he finds his position there, and he's not going to be utility player that's going to play all over the place. But yeah, he's coming from the left hand side. He's taken three players out There's a fourth player uh, on the left side of their area, and he hits the ball early. It's climbing, loses power as it goes to the top left hand corner, and Vladdy makes a decent save. I wouldn't say it's a top class save. Gets his hand, is going in the top corner, and, and, fl- and flicks it over. But yeah, that was our best our best chance of the night. Uh, apart from apart from Conway's uh, soft header. So, yeah, great great from Hickman. And I think um, he's a quality passer of the ball and somebody, I hope, will feature regularly in central midfield. I think he can tackle and I think he can play better than Joe Williams. So, uh, hopefully, he'll be a regular yeah. fixture now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Ian, Morsi, uh, <laughs> just before the interval, Max, not Phillips, rooted to his line as the ball thundered off the post. I mean, Morsi and is it Conor Chaplin? They're two players that would walk into our side and possibly make that difference to us. Would you agree with that, Ian? And that was a cracking shot, wasn't it? Again, too much space, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a little bit
3: like if you took the first 25 minutes of Coventry, how good did they look when they had so much space in time and we let them play? As soon as Jason Knight came on the field or and we switched to a formation that we could actually play, they didn't look so hot. And they got beat last night by by Coventry uh, by Rotherham two 0 So it it's a question of yeah, excellent shot, struck it brilliantly, uh, unlucky not to score. And you wouldn't have, if it had been in the top corner, you wouldn't have saved that with two goalkeepers. So yeah, one of those things. Coventry at the Woodwork three times on Saturday. It's okay saying well they only had one shot on target, but they, in fairness to them, they did hit the Woodwork three times as well and could have been three or four up in that first 25 minutes. So, um, yeah, I I thought, but then again, you come back to Sam Morsi, and you, you, Egyptian, um,
4: you look at his career. Was he
0: ex-part? Did they sign him from Barnsley? Was Wigan,
4: wasn't it? Uh, Morsi. Well, yeah. Uh I think they Wigan.
1: Wigan, I think. Wigan.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's fir- yeah. he's 32 years old now. He's not he's not a young player, but he's he's a solid central midfield player. who's played a- around the lo- he's played around League One and the Championship, and is a dependable dependable player. He you know he was there last season as well. Um, so you know they've 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 got a very settled squad, but yeah, I mean. I mean, you looked at some, you know, the last few games in the championship, you've got to take half chances, haven't you? Uh, you look at the Stoke, the Stoke and Birmingham goals with those headers that came straight back and are whacked in against Plymouth. Uh, it's 2-0 it up. They get half chance on the edge of the area. And, you know, Shea for, for Coventry and Godden, those can go, those can go in. Because you know you've got when you've got well-drilled defenses, you've got to take your half chances. It's not the clear-cut ones; it's the half chances like that that win games a lot of the time. So you need that. You need that in your locker. And we we haven't got anybody that can strike the ball like that. I don't think.
0: No, no. Wish we had the Alan Walsh when he used to stride through and just belt it. Those daisy cutters. Okay, Dave. Into the second half, they're attacking. I really can't stand seeing 3,000 away fans behind one goal because they really... I thought they made quite a bit of noise last night, more than Coventry, to be honest, although some people said said not. And we were quite subdued, I thought, our fans. But right at the start of the second half, again, Max has been getting pelters for letting the ball go through him. But after King stumbled... Uh, Davis got through that was a good save by Max wasn't it he got down to his left and touched it around the post yeah that could have been 2-0 easily couldn't it yeah it
1: was a really good save um, strong, strong hand kind of shot that's dipping on him again uh, but just that probably extra split second to be able to get himself positioned um, yeah it was a, it was a Really good save, I guess. A, cr- a pretty crucial save, or we hoped it would be a crucial save. And we... we
0: were still, we were still in it, yeah. we were still in it. I- Ian, how did you rate Tommy's performance last night? And he had, he had a shot. This is the start of the second half. He had a shot save. It was brought down. Well, it could must have been a foot inside the bo- outside the box. But Tommy's performance, and then a well struck free kick from him. I thought uh,
3: Tommy's performance, no service. He's not a back to goal striker. Um, and we have got this terrible habit of lumping the ball forward in the air uh, now that's okay if you're chipping it over the top or you're playing a through ball but we aren't they're just uh for want of a better word punts so um tommy isn't he isn't getting the service i don't think that uh the one role being the one in a four two three one suits his game he'd be better off. If Naki was playing next to him or Ari Kornick, but, and I think I'd say the same for all our strikers, they're better in a two than a one. And we've got to find some way of being able to do that. Now we know it's not three, five, two with, with the current personnel. We could probably play that formation with, if, if we had a fully fit squad and the fully fit squad is never going to happen. We, we, that's a known risk because it's been that way for the last three or four seasons. So, on that on that basis, the back four seems to suit us. Having three in midfield seems to suit us, but we need to find a way of playing with two strikers because what happens is all of our forwards, when they get the ball, get isolated because they're yeah. not getting the ball played in behind, so they can u- utilize their pace. One thing they can all do is run. When we've got Sykes on the right and he's not playing right back. Um, you know we've got uh, Bell who's who's quickish. We've got Tommy who's quickish. But but with Tommy he's got good movement as well. But you need somebody in midfield who can find him when he makes well, the a
0: quicker pass. I think is the, is the term, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. Um... Well, you need somebody with that what they,
3: you know spatial awareness or whatever they call it these days. But he's got that movement. He's got that degree. A lot of the lads that come through the academy have got that because they're coached to move that way at a very young age. But you still need someone to give them the ball. And if you've got somebody like, for example, Naismith in midfield, he can do that. Um, Not always, but on occasions. Now, we haven't really got anybody else who can give them the ball on the ball, facing goal with a, a right amount of space. So I think until we change that basic concept... Uh, I can't see a, 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 where where a huge improvement is coming from. I hope I'm wrong, but I just can't see it.
0: OK. Um, Dave, the substitutions coming with 20 minutes remaining, I thought they were well-timed and they contributed to a very strong finish for us. And they were the, the obvious ones to make, really. Uh, Cornick and Yaboa coming on for Weiman and uh, Bell. Now, I was told the other day that I was effing clueless describing... Uh, Andy Vyman is an out-of-control speedboat who just waves and points his arms all over the place. The out-of-control speedboat. Chris Honor, I thank for that one. And I think it's quite apt. I thought he had an abysmal game last night myself. Um, Cornick and Yaboa came on. What do you what did you think of Andy's performance and you know the substitutions and those players' contribution?
1: Um, I think I think Weiman did have a did have a poor game last night, but I, I think going back to my comments on Max, what we should be doing, is, or is absolutely fine to evaluate someone's one game performance, but let's not then tar the whole of his time with Bristol City by by one performance. Because Andy vyman has been a really good player for us, and I think Chris, you know, is is good at championing um, phrases that are probably a bit unfair to be honest. You know, yeah. You know, people talk about Andy Vyman running around a lot and doing nothing. Well, he doesn't do that, does he? He runs around a lot for purpose, and 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 you know, and to create space for others. And to just say he runs around is 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 a is a poor comment to make. You know, I think Chris was the guy who did the um, was it busted trampoline for Famara Zijue. You know, <laughs> uh, and and I think these kind of things stick. And and therefore it, it, it builds bias in people's opinions about Andy Vyman. Andy Andy Vyman scored has he scored fifty goals for it's us.
0: Yes, his next goal I think is his fiftieth in two hundred appearances, yeah. So if you take
1: yeah. But but you know he's played he's played two hundred games for us. We haven't played you know, people say, Oh, he's only scored one in four, that's rubbish. Well he's not played as a striker, has he, for more than about sixty or seventy games out of that. Yeah. He's played as a secondary striker, he's played right wing, he's played right wing back. So I I, I think you know, let's not tar Andy Weimann's okay whole career he, he, here he, over he, one he, he performance last night. He's a bit of
0: a whipping boy. And look, we all have our, you know, comments like that. Yeah, come to you next year. Comments like that a shot jock type comments from that perspective. I mean, 200 appearances, 50 goals. You know, if you take out almost half those goals came in one season, he's not captured that form of 21-22. And I don't think he ever will again.
1: And but that's because of a... That's because of a specific way know, he was I know because he was part of season,
0: WSM that was a striking. He was played in a trio that played as a unit. Which, as others, Ian and in particular, has just said on it, we don't play as a unit up front. But all right, he's out of contract in the summer, Dave, isn't he? Andy Vyman. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yes, supposedly I, I did. I can't remember who said something. Someone said he might have actually triggered a, an extra year during the okay. the um, right. okay, 21, Ian, you're, 22 you're, season.
0: Your take? You had your hand up just then.
3: It's where he plays. I mean, a point that Dave made. I mean, I've seen Andy Byman play right wing back, left wing back. Uh, his best position was a 10, more or less, behind Martin and Semenyo. And some, they're both gone. We haven't got a player like Semenyo with the strength and the power that can come in from the wide areas, that can uh, turn players. Uh, we haven't got that player. Tom is certainly not that player. He's a, He's a good player, but he's different. Andy Boiman had a great season for us and you don't get all those goals and all those assists in one season if you can't play and if you're just running around. But when he, that's when he's good, when he's bad, um, he does do the arm waving and the the pointing, you know, I screamed at him a few times on Saturday, don't wave your arms, just go and mark the bloke. Um, and he's, he's, you know, a bit like the cop directing traffic. If, and that's the downside of his game but i still think if he's being played in that flat 3 i I'll call it or last night was more of a right wing ish type of position yeah that i that's not I mean not that's his the best thing, position.
0: down the middle and that's where he was yeah, that's where th- he this
3: is what happens when you when you you've got so many injuries and i mean if if you if you look at the injuries just to bring it into the conversation pearson when he was talking about his uh, and his uh, uh, back, back four, You were he was looking at McCrory as a right back, Zach Viner as the right centre-back, then you've got Rob Atkinson possibly as a left centre-back, and Cam Pring. Well, three of them couldn't play last night. So you had Andy King, who's played in midfield the vast majority of his career, out of position. Cam Pring finished up out of position. It's already saying, well, he can play there. His best position is left back. Right, and he can play there. So yeah. this is the environment on the right is the same. It's that type of thing that you get when you can't keep your players fit for whatever reason? I don't pro- profess to understand it or have a solution um, apart from having a slightly bigger squad. Um, and it, it it's that it's that difficulty that you get. So you what you do get, and this is, has been a criticism over in the past: the square pegs in round holes yeah. argument. Okay. But I still think it's down to the players around him. Because if you'd have taken any of us as very, very average players and put us into the very best Barcelona side for 10 minutes, we'd have looked all right. Because there are, there are brilliant, brilliant players all around you. Yeah, We haven't got that. And Andy hasn't got that at the moment. And neither yeah. of the other players as well. So we're we're getting by as best we can. We're getting by. Done. I Maybe think that's
0: you know, the... I think that's the only point.
3: thing open to us is free agents.
0: Yeah. That's um, yeah, the only um, thing we're Just can a bring bit in of context on Andy Vyman's numbers, yeah, because as you say, it's one in four. But if you take out the season when he scored all those goals, right? All those yeah, goals, yeah. But why why you would you, have, you do that? Huh?
3: No, why I'm just saying overall,
0: because and that season was not that season when he scored all those goals, was his. Golden boot season in his whole career. Because if you take that season out, the other 160 games that he's played for Bristol City have yielded 25 goals. That's one in seven, as near as damn it. So he was great that season, right? But that was a one off for him. You know, we can't talk about the past. We've got to talk about the present and the future. Mark, just to wrap up uh, the action on Wednesday night, um, Harry Cornick, he's got a lot of critics on here. I mean, I don't think we've been. People say we, we've beaten up Andy Weiman. I don't think we've been massively critical of Harry Kornick. And I thought he had a cracking uh, 20 minutes or 26 with the time added on. And that shot of his that uh, hit the post, hit the keepers back um, before being cleared by Brandon Williams, lone player from Manchester United. That was That was, we were worthy of, if that had gone in, we'd have been worthy of the point. But what did you think of Harry last night?
4: I think it was a great substitute appearance. And I think the thing with Harry is can he do that for the whole game? The only game I can remember him uh playing a whole match where he, he was effective was against Middlesbrough and Bank Holiday 2-2 draw at Ashton Gate last season. But he was excellent when he came on, Harry defenders and he's won that he's won that ball in their area and he's going away from goal. So he's turned and hit it with his left foot as best he can. It's hit the base, of the, it's hit the post, hit the back of Vladky and it's just rolled agonisingly along know, the line the and it's cleared out.
0: Ball, the last time I saw roll a ball roll along a line like that, it was mm. that same end of the ground and it was Alan Walsh against Forrest in the nineteen eighty nine League Cup semi final. Do you I think all of us were there? Well it was like
4: that, yeah, that was different. That was that pitch was like was it it was was like the memorial it was was like the the memorial memorial stadium. Yeah it was like it was just it was like a glue glue plot. This one um I mean Tommy's running in but the defenders the defenders got there first I think um your slightly to the left to try and get it but it, it it's cleared it's cleared away from him and um, you listen to the um the summary and uh, and um christian honor uh, chris honor sounds like he's in pain uh when he's coming on oh, oh 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 but yeah come i mean com- uh, when Cornick came on that was an excellent you could say a cameo a cameo role can he do that for the whole game but I think he's the the best he's he's, the best he's the best we've got I think who could who could lead the line the only problem is I wonder about his ability to hold to hold the ball up I think we'd be better off with a four three one two him and Tommy with somebody in behind even if it was even if it was Andy if we I, I don't know if we go the whole hog and do that Andy playing in a, in, a, in a free behind he's he's much better down the middle arriving late and he's a finisher he've been a, the reason he scored so many goals in that season two seasons ago fox in the box and he's a he's a finisher he's mm. just nowhere near the action you know, he's like he's outside. He's he's outside the door all the time. He's 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 nowhere near. Yeah. Uh, he's so he's so isolated. He doesn't get involved. But that season, he was uh, scoring all those goals. He was, you know, he was arriving late on the ball, and he was a he's a finisher. That that was the beauty of Andy Vyman. But yeah, I play Cornick in a two. I think with Conway, it would benefit them both. Then, right. uh, feel- but would 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 um, Nigel uh, want to do that? I, d- I don't know. He might, oh, you know, no, he, pres- no, he seems no, yeah. to prefer to have two two midfield midfield players in front of the back four. Effectively having six defenders when we're defending, I su- uh, su- I suppose. So yeah. one of those two can't, you know, one of those two goes forwards, uh, probably being Taylor Garner Hitman. So oh, I d- no. I don't know. But that would be th- that. That I would do that. Nigel probably wouldn't.
0: Dave, um, the, the shot, it was unfortunate. As I say, the ball rolled along the line. The other guy who came on a sub, Ephraim Yeboah, he wouldn't be anywhere near the first team had we not got the injury crisis. He's getting a lot of minutes out there. And the one thing I noticed about him is that he's he's very quickly to press on players. He made them think about what they were doing. He gives away silly fouls, a bit like Antoine Semenya when he came there. And he just needs to... Calm it down a little bit. But what did you think of your boa last
1: night? Um, I, I don't have much more to add. The what you said—he's he's 17 and he's raw, and the, I think you know. The, and he's learned his game in the harshest environment out there—first team football in the, in the championship. And I, I think it's as you say—he's getting minutes because of you know we're, we're struggling with injuries. And we've probably got some players who, perhaps we thought would have started over him or played ahead of him, like Mamec. for whatever reason isn't 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 getting his his opportunity. I just want to just go back on on Mark's comment as well. I'm I'm, and I guess Ian's earlier as well. I I like strike pairings. I think Nigel Pearson's you know has said in the past he likes playing two up top with one in behind. Um, and I think what Mark suggests the four three one two is. You know, and this is not criticism, Mark, at all, because it's probably something I'd, I'd say as well. It is the football manager uh, solution in that we, we stick <laughs> magnetic blobs on a board and, you know, and, and that's what we end up with. And, but I think the, the, the other side to that is how how does that work when we haven't got the ball? And how does, you know, if we're typically playing against teams that are playing back four, how do our front two split their four and we saw last night even with you know a front three we still can't press enough to to stop teams not necessarily playing out because i think we did an adequate job of it but we saw on saturday against coventry that with your two central the, the easy bit was for their, and they played a back three. Coventry was for their side centre backs to advance the ball, or at least get outside of our strikers, and then have easy passes into the into the wing backs. So, it's, it's pros and cons of of of, every, of of all of these things. As as you'll know, I'm not a believer that formations solve problems. They they can do, but I don't think they're to be all an end all. And I think we're suffering at the moment from lack of lack of players. And, and lack of players to be able to start well and 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 change games as well. Right. You know, it, it's it's he's, he's quite limited in what what he's got, and I guess it is, it, the, yeah, the, we, we might come on to this in a minute about why why that is.
0: Yeah, Ian, let's uh, roll it on, and we want to wrap up inside the next uh, inside ten minutes. Uh, rolling on to Cardiff, yeah, 7 side derby. Um, you know, they got a thumping four nil win at Huddersfield. On, uh, on Tuesday night, I think it was. So they've had an extra day to uh, recover. I mean, we don't know what the lineup's going to be because we don't know if Andy King's fit. But, you know, Cardiff, it's not going to be easy over there on Saturday, is it? They're on a bit of form at the moment.
3: They won 4-0 the other night, Huddersfield. They've got a lively uh, front form uh, that we've had problems with in the past. Uh, not not when they were at Cardiff, I hasten to add, but um uh, when they've been with other teams. That's that mate
0: um, you're referring to particularly, isn't it?
3: The up up front. But it's um what i do personally, if, if let's assume Andy King's not gonna make it, I give a debut at centre back to uh, Jamie Knight Label on the right, shift Rob Dickey to the left, play Campering in his best position, let Mark Sites continue it right back. I don't see we've got much of an alternative. We, I mean, Harry Leeson would have been alternative, but he's gone out on loan. Um, you you can't change much uh, in midfield with James Gardner-Hickman. I play uh, Knight in front of Sykes uh, and Sam Bell on the left. Once again, I don't think we've got an alternative. And if Naki's fit, I'd go uh, Conway Naki up front. If he's not fit, I'd go Conway Cornet and see how that goes. Okay, um, and I think defensively we've been pretty good. We're not conceding loads and loads of goals, but we're only the eighteenth highest scorers. And uh, so we're uh, we're that uh, I don't say a draw specialist, but we're the team that's not going to score a lot, and we have to win games by the odd goal. Um, so I'd like to see us become more of a if you would, if you would call it a three-two team rather than a 1-0 or a, a possibly 2-1 team. And I think we've got to get our best players, available players, on the field. Um, Naki and Tommy play well together when they've uh, been in formations where that's worked before, but not with either of them wide. So let, let's go over there and have a go, because I think if we if we play a similar team, um, I, I, I don't think we'll get thrashed, but I don't think we'll... Um, we'll get the win either. Um, right. And I want to go in, I I, I want to go and try and win games. I'd much rather, uh, you know, win one, lose one, draw one, than, you know, just sit in there and draw three. Yeah. So, right. that, that's that's what I do. Yeah. But, well, I mean,
0: look, if we were to go over there and win, then the batch of three games, it works out at six points if we go there and win. And that's two points a game, which is enough to keep us up there challenging and then dare i say it you know the next two games are games that we bloody well ought to win being sheffield wednesday at home and um and Cardiff,
3: yeah, but dave, uh, dave, how, how many times have we said that i over know the years? i
0: know i know i know i know mark quick thought i want to ask dave one question afterwards because we haven't we heard from you mark uh, and, and obviously ian on uh, 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 the weekend about Nigel and the general situation at the club, but Mark, any quick thoughts from you on uh, on um, Cardiff uh, away? A Three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday is unusual for a start, isn't
4: it? Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought the game was on a Sunday. I don't know why I did that. I think we, I think we're going to be more comfortable playing away if we don't have if we don't have the majority of possession. I'll be happy. Um, I think our our. Our play lends itself to counter-attack in football because we got, we got pace in behind, and uh, ordinarily I'd say we could we could win the game. But with the injuries, you know, with the likes of Sykes having to play right back. You know and and uh and we're we're struggling uh with with the center back role i don't think king there's no way king's gonna be ready if he's feeding his hamstring. he won't he won't be risked you know he don't want to tear which means he could be out for two or three months so uh that means another another shuffle shuffle around and i would yeah i would rather play a specialist center back there and play pring left back than than uh have to play um, Hayden Roberts uh, yeah. but Duncan I think we got Idaho I think I, I would like to say I, I, I'd I. like to say let's go for let's go for three points but who knows
0: and let's have Duncan Iderham bingo it's taken 49 minutes of the podcast because Duncan Iderham could play on that left side as well so but he doesn't allegedly, seem allegedly be.
1: allegedly been playing very well for the under-21s yeah it? there we go brought
0: we haven't we haven't had you on for a few weeks and there's a lot been happening off the pitch. Um, <coughs> Nigel's comments—he seems to have sort of rectified it by saying he's had talks this week. Um, the lack of communication from the top. I mean, you're—you have a measured response in everything that you do, Dave, but you've been sort of quite subtly critical of the hierarchy. What's your overall take? on the financial situation and does it need to be, not the financial situation, the Nigel situation, does it need to be resolved before we go into the next transfer window?
1: Um, ideally, yes. Um, I, I think, you know, you've, you've probably seen lots of stuff that I, I've posted on OT. You've probably heard me on Radio Bristol on, on Monday night as well. The problem is as fans, we're not being communicated to, or in fact, that's a lie. The only person who's given us any communication is Nigel Pearson, and, yeah. and I think that's appalling. And I say you, you're right. I'm I'm normally quite, quite kind of, grey on the on the football side of things because I think you know football is rarely black and white. But I think yeah. on 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 the other stuff, we, you know, we're making it black and white out of speculation because none of us know what the hell is going on. We're hearing soundbites, soundbites from Nigel Pearson, but I think. What this is re- what has really happened over the last few months is contradiction and and if, if I kind of e- explain those those sequence of events we've gone into a summer thinking that you know comes from Brian Tinney and I can't remember who else that you know we've got a plan a and a plan B well that's been contradicted we've then we, we've heard from Steve Lansdowne previously what football makes football can spend okay you could qualify that and say football tends to lose money every season whether you sell players or not but you know let's just kind of take that as a view that he's previously been prepared to offset the losses and for me that's that's what I've always deemed him to be saying running a sustainable club that we're not getting ourselves further and further into debt like we were, you know losses and and fighting FFP like we were under the previous regime so we've had that that kind of contradiction because now we've sold someone for twenty five million. The, the likelihood is this this season we're actually going to make a profit. So wh- where does that fit against the, the previous comments? Then we've heard him on Guernsey radio um, or podcast talking about his golf course, but um, there was a bit in there about you know, I guess Steve's ego around. Um, you know, I, I did the Alex Scott deal. Well, yeah, he probably did. He probably signs off on everything over a certain value. So, yeah. you know, what, what what's new there? And, and you know, and, and that's not, you know, to disparage Phil Alexander as well. You know, if you've got someone bidding 20 million, the owner who puts in X million every year is probably going to sign off on it. So I, I, I don't think that was necessary. And then he came out with his crass comments about Nesteg. He came out with crass comments about Luton, you know, and this is where I, I kind of get into the view of, Steve Lansdowne and the ownership, you know, and that's includes John as well, are focused on outcomes. And this is where I do get kind of, kind of quite black and white on it. They're not interested in process. They're a bit like a magpie. Oh, there's a new shiny object over there. We want that. They've got no consideration of you know how that magpie built his nest. And, and I think this is you know, goes back to your your Swansea model, your Brighton models, your Brentford models, Brentford. your now Luton models. He's not interested in the fact that it's taken luton you know x years to build that he's not interested that they've predominantly done that on probably the best recruitment outside of brentford that we've seen in the efl you know and when we compare it to you know our recruitment over years it's chalk and cheese we ain't world class no matter what you know mark ashton might have said when he was here so there's lots of things coming here that kind of start to build a picture of we're not being run very well or well, we're certainly yeah. not being, you know, run as well as we think we 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 it's are. On that basis. An ultimate, and ultimately sorry, Dave, just to finish off on that. And then you know, and then then when Alex Scott gets sold and you get Phil Alexander coming out. And I'm my my view is, and I might be completely wide the mark, is that Phil Alexander was told what to say and he retrofitted what he said in that Sound of the City to kind of fit a rhetoric of, oh, yeah, well, budgets were agreed in March and all that. And I think ultimately that's why he's ended up going because he's probably disagreed with the way the football club side of things are going. And Nigel Pearson is bearing a brunt. And and I think it's pretty awful, if I'm being honest. Dave,
0: David, on that point, just to pick up on that point, do you think all the things you said about getting us away, he's got the wages down, la, 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 he's brought youngsters in, you know, in a way that no other manager in recent years has done do you think he needs to be shown a little bit of respect for what he's done and that is evidenced by something happening before i'll say yeah. by christmas yeah
1: yeah I, I did some some maths yesterday I, had we carried on spending at the levels we were we'd have spent 49.3 million more by my estimates so, so Nigel Pearson has cut costs, and that's wage bill and amortisation. I've done other costs because I don't know what what makes up those. Forty nine million, he's he's spent less in his, and that's estimating what he's going to spend this year. So in his in his three seasons here, he's also brought in thirty five million pounds of, of transfer revenue as as well. You know, I, I I don't know what else he could he can do. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Nigel Pearson. Do I think he's perfect? No, I don't. I think there's lots of things that, you know, I would do differently, you'd do differently, the two other guys on the pod would, would do differently. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're right and he's wrong either, but I think he's just got his, his hands have being more and more tied behind his back than ever. You know, we actually heard him midweek, probably for the first time, him actually go away from his comment of, you know, i like to work with a small squad. He said, we could probably do with a, two or three more players in our current state. And I think that's the the crux of it, really, is I think he was... He was hoping to keep Alex Scott, whether that's, you know, blind faith or not, I, I don't know. But I, I think he fully expected to be able to go and bring some players in to bolster the the, the squad. And I think, mm-hmm. we know, we hear lots of stuff around, We you know, we'll only buy players if they're better. Well, I think you have to take a little look and say, which players are they trying to be better than them? And, and I think if we look at someone like Harry Cornick, I, I honestly think he was there to be better than Chris Martin. He wasn't there to be better than Harry Cornick. Out to Antoine Semenu, yeah. and 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 you know we pay three hundred grand for the guy. We, okay. we, the, you know, we we're all talk about you know loans. I'm not against them. I kind of see the pros and cons of them. But if our wage budget is at its max, you can't even bring in a loan. So what? You know, I don't see us doing anything in January. You know, no. let alone perhaps making Taylor Gardner Hickman permanent, right.
2: so we can have Dave, one more game. Great. Against I West think anybody.
0: You, what you just said over that last three or four minutes has been, uh, you know. Absolutely brilliant. Said, you know, I know I tend to shriek off with my views. Just quick one from you, Ian, before we go, because we do need to wrap it up. You raised your hand. Was there one particular point you wanted to pick up with uh, with Dave?
3: It comes back to the point of on communication. What we need to know is is what the strategy is. What was Nigel Pearson's job when he came in? All right. So if Nigel Pearson's job was, look, we're not going to give you any money, we're going to cut the wage bill right you know that so this is where what you're coming into so come in with your eyes wide open um if we sell players you'll only be given a fraction of money and it'll be this percentage all right so if you sell 35 million you're going to get 10 that's three and a half million quid which i think is about what we've spent roughly now bearing in mind we've got uh in the summer i'm talking about not not the not including the january ones as well the and Cornick. but like dave said they weren't a huge amount of money so and and, in, and on on top of it they're not better than what was already here um um so we need to that so the strategy is that nigel pearson's job all it's been is to keep us in the championship now if that was it he succeeded because everybody seems to want to take credit for cutting this wage bill from Richard Gould, Parkinson, Steve Lansdowne, John Lansdowne. Who's it down to? But is it Brian Tinian? So it's down to whoever sets the budget and all the budgets are signed off by Stephen Lansdowne because he's funding it or he has been funding it. Now, I think the big difference, if you look at when we had Mark Ashton, um, as my my dad used to say, spending money like a man with no hands. You your budget. Uh, he, he he's he's done all that. He's bought. He's done Calas. Now I know all that was all pre-pandemic. So um, the the pandemic thing, right? So but Mark Ashton has spent. He spent. He spent. He spent. He hasn't done that at Ipswich. He spent a little bit, or he spent a bit more in league one to get the squad together that they've got to get them out of it but since he'd been promoted he hasn't been allowed to well, do he's it been
0: big, he's been reined
3: in that's the big difference between the owners at ipswich and i had this conversation with an ipswich fan the other day they haven't been delegate and forget they've been right buster that's how much money you've got how you spend it we're not going to tell you to buy what to do how you spend it is that that's the budget Zap.
0: There's been right. a better, and there's think... been a better control. No, Ian, there's been better control, and yeah. his coach, his young coach, comparing Kieran Oh, McKenna that's
3: that's got to be, that's got. To be. If, if he did it, that's got to be his best ever signing. That is his in, best in ever. My All right,
0: Ian, I need to stop now. Uh, I've, I've All got right, got to, I've got to think. Look, we we can every every episode we'll have of FBC until the Pearson situation gets resolved one way or another, whatever that other way maybe it's going to be a point of discussion where you know we're we're still if we'd have won last night again fine margins we'd have been in the playoffs although I think we might have just been about seventh looking at the league table this morning but Dave great to have you on Ian you'll be joining me whenever we record the Cardiff Review podcast probably uh, Sunday morning it might even be Saturday but we can talk about that offline thanks to everybody yeah. who's uh who's who's listened and uh, the number of people that are listening to every episode—absolutely fantastic. You know, it's nudging north of twelve hundred for every episode now. And Dave, always good to have you on uh, and today. And Mark, who's uh, just—he's uh, had to go off to uh, a meeting. Uh, but everybody, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll be back very soon. All the best, everyone. Thanks, guys. I'm Cheers. Bye, bye, now. Cheers. What if I've been unlucky?
2: Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy As happy as a king When the red, red robin Comes bob, bob, bob And along, along There'll be no more sobbing When he starts throbbing His old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up The sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields Of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again do what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin's out bob, bob, bob and along. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing When he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepy Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again Singing a song
3: it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three
2: points perfect order mcdelivery now in the mcdonald's app you in our participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and times supply see mcdonald's.com